The Fiji First Government announced its 2022-2023 budget last Friday, describing it as a bula boom budget and a blueprint for the future of the country as it charts its pandemic recovery. But with soaring poverty levels and a continuously growing debt, which now sits at almost 10 billion Fijian dollars, or 85% of GDP, does the rhetoric match up with reality? Joining me to crunch some of the numbers is USB Senior Economics Lecturer Nilesh Kanda. Bula Nilesh and welcome on Pacific Waves. Let's start with your initial thoughts on the budget, which was passed last week. Uh, thanks, Koray. So firstly, this budget has been presented uh, within four months after the revised 2021-2022 budget uh, that was presented on, on 24th of March. Now, from this budget, you know, one of the key takeaways is that uh, the household transfers uh, towards uh, inflation mitigation. And I think that will contribute towards households that uh, that have been impacted by the rising prices of, of, of goods and, and, and services, especially those um, uh, that are still on reduced hours or are still not employed. But the budget also shows that uh, government is under a tight fiscal space. Fiji's debt burden has continued to, to rise. The, the current debt to GDP ratio is now um, uh, over, over 80%, which means that uh, debt burden has, has, of course, continued to, to rise. And the growth forecast uh, for this year is, is 12.4% uh, uh, coming behind a negative growth of uh, 17.2% in 2020 and a negative growth of 4.1% in 2021. And the budget um, also shows the important role that cash grants uh, have played uh, in, in Fiji's um, economy, or especially for, for the budgets. For, for instance, uh, comparing uh, the, the fiscal years between 2020 and 2023, PG has now received cash grants uh, slightly over $730 million. And, and this has been important uh, in the sense that it has allowed the government to, to, to achieve policies or, or, or expenditures that it could otherwise uh, might not have been able to, uh, to afford or, or achieve. So I think all in all, uh, what this budget basically shows is that the government is in a tight fiscal space and, and the debt burden has continued uh, to rise. Naka. And just going on some things the Attorney General has said around the budget, um, the uh, 12.4% growth you mentioned, he's saying it'll be the highest growth rate ever. Is this, is this the case? I don't think you can you can call it that way because this this 12.4% is, 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 is coming behind a very low base when we calculate GDP growth, we look at the, the previous year's growth rate, uh, the previous year's um, uh, real GDP and the current year's uh, real GDP. So coming from a very low grade, naturally and mathematically, we will see a relatively higher uh, growth rate. So I think it's misleading to say that this is the highest growth rate uh, in the sense of achieving any, any, any real growth. So there is some real growth, but uh, the 12.4% is also based on the fact that uh, this growth rate is calculated from, from a lower lower base. What needs to be considered is, is what is the real growth that is coming out uh, of, of this 12.4%, which is the forecast for, for, for this year. Right. And how would, how would one calculate that? Well, one needs to, to, to really look at um, the economic recovery and, and in terms of uh, how far we have come uh, and, and in terms of uh, the, the lowest uh, growth in, in the period, uh, say, 
one can look at 2020 and 2021 and and how long will it take us to take it back to pre-COVID level of, of economic uh, growth. And uh, we have to be careful here once again, because the, the, the Fijian economy had already started to decline well before COVID. For instance, the growth rate in 2019 was negative 0.6%. So really, if we are looking at uh, a pre-COVID um, uh, recovery real GDP, then, then we need to look back at, at, at say 2018 or even 2017, which was uh, which are relatively better or, or higher higher growth rate. So one needs to really look at uh, in in sense of what is the real growth that that that's coming out of the the economy rather than simply comparing it to a lower base. The the whole spiel around this budget has been very positive coming from the Fiji government. They're calling it a a, a blueprint for the future and that the best is yet to come. Does the, does the rhetoric match the reality given the high rates of poverty in the country? Every government will try to put a positive spin to its, to its budget. Uh, but what needs to be seen is, 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 is how the budget is implemented for the next 12 months and, and what are the actual the expenditures that have been budgeted for, whether these expenditures actually materialize or not. I think that's really uh, important. So the, the, the budget is simply a plan. But the policies that, that are contained in the budget uh, are expected to, to live beyond one fiscal year and, and, and it's expected to drive growth in the short to, to medium term. So it's, it's really about uh, the deeper aspects of the budget in terms of uh, policy and other strategies and measures, uh, how they contribute to, to, to growth in the short to, to medium term. So while some of the household transfers uh, towards mitigation of inflation will definitely help help household, but these are one-term uh, transfers. You know, one can put a positive spill out of which is which is which is which is good because it's going to support the houses. But but really, one needs to look at the policies and strategies that is going to drive uh, growth in the short to to medium term. The government expenditure might provide some growth, but uh, one really expects is the private sector to to really drive growth in the medium to longer term because any consumption driven growth uh, will be short lived and 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 uh, any government that attempt that is attempting to drive growth by 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 simply increasing government expenditure will realize that is not sustainable in the medium to 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 long run so really the the, the outcome of the budget uh, will be seen throughout the year as and when the expenditures are realized and 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 the policies are being implemented and the policies have the desired impact. So, it's, so, so it remains to be seen what is the real or true impact of the budget uh, in the next 12 months or in the next one to three years. Now, it, it is an election year, so it's an election budget. Uh, there are two things uh, that I'm aware of that I would probably like to bring up. One is there's some quite huge tax deductions. Um, uh, maybe if you can, first of all, explain some of these. I think some of them as high as 300%. Uh, how would they work? And, and if you can just give some examples of what they actually mean and, and if they are, I guess, realistic from an ec- economic point of view. Yes, so uh, these, are, these are strategies uh, and policies targeted towards the private sector for, for, for private sector to drive uh, growth. On the face of it, these policies um, are supposed to supposed to have a positive impact. But what remains to be to be seen is is, is uh, how the private sector actually deals with these uh, these new policy changes and whether there is an incentive uh, within the within the industry 
to take advantage of of those um, those policies uh, one also needs to be mindful of the of the fact that policies uh, or strategies uh, alone uh, don't provide uh, enough incentives uh, there needs to be business and political confidence uh, for 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 businesses to to be able to to take advantage of those uh, those specific uh, uh, policies or incentives or, or strategies so we'll have to wait and see uh, what is the, the the impact of those 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 policies and 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 strategies while they look good on paper we'll have to wait and see uh, whether the businesses take advantage of those um, those uh, policy changes and as I, as i mentioned earlier beyond that what's really important is is uh, what is the level of business confidence and, and and political confidence in the economy that will really uh, provide an incentive for for the private sector to take advantage of of those uh, policy changes right and uh, the the other one i wanted to raise was there's um and correct me if i'm wrong here 180 dollars for uh, tertiary students uh, over the next six months, uh, equivalent to about thirty dollars a month, and yes. for families uh, earning less than fifty thousand, one hundred eighty dollar per child over six months as well. Is is this a policy we've seen before? It's just uh, it's kind of conspicuous. The six months sort of being the period in which the election might actually happen. Exactly. Yeah. So I think the the the, the period uh, of 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 six months, which in which the households will receive this payment of hundred and hundred and eighty dollars per child, only for children below eighteen, does uh, gel well with the with the election uh, election period. And and, and it, it seems that the government has targeted the whole of the election period uh, as as uh, in the form of uh, two uh, two payments. The, the government could have done a single payment of uh, of $180 per child straight away, so households could could uh, could cope um, with with inflationary pressure. So it, it does seem to gel with the with the six month um, six month and, election. And it covers period. public servants as well, is that right? It does, yeah. It's it's, it's an income based measure. So so any any household with a combined annual income of less than fifty thousand will qualify. Um, finally, the 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 allocations. What do you think of of what different areas, police, military, school, and health are getting, and and what do you think of those allocations given what Fiji has come through, but also where Fiji is at and and coming out of and looking to the future. Yes, I think economic recovery sh- should be an important aspect, and 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 the government is attempting uh, to 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 boost um, economic recovery because that's really important in terms of uh, taking the economy back to to the pre-COVID level, say real GDP level of, of 2018, and and the recovery process is going to be uh, a slow process of, uh, because of of the uncertainties uh, emerging from the global economy. But also the, the challenges that the Fijian economy is going to face in terms of uh, its ability to recover quickly, because we would really want to see the private sector drive economic recovery. So the budget support has been framed around social protection and economic recovery, social protection for households and, and economic recovery uh, as a whole. Uh, it certainly will will not be not be easy given the, the slowing down of the of the world economy. And, and global and regional uh, challenges, and with um, with the given uh, debt level, and and since Fiji's debt burden has continued to rise, and that has already pressed the government to negotiate for a debt service suspension initiative with Exim Bank of China and Japan's International Cooperation Agency. I think regional and global cooperation will be really important in order to ha- help Fiji or any other Pacific Island country 
in order to expand financial resources towards economic recovery and, and inclusive development. Thank you so much, Nilesh.